The Queen Mary Podcast. This is a story about a princess. Not the kind of a story about princesses that we're used to. There's no fairy tale. This is a true story about Princess May of Tech. Although it begins with a murder and ends with a coronation, it's actually quite a simple story we can all relate to. Matriarch is about someone who's been overlooked by everyone her entire life, but herself. Mary's journey, or May, as she was affectionately known, begins in the Victorian age and still resonates into the 21st century. Victoria Mary Augusta Louise Olga Pauline Claudine Agnes, also known as Princess May of Tech, the Empress of India, Queen Consort of the United Kingdom and British Dominions, Queen Mother of the only man to abdicate the throne, and the Grandmother of Queen Elizabeth II. But who was she? I'm always glad you don't know, because it's my pleasure to introduce her story to you. Episode 1, Ant Queen, November 4th, 1891. Princess May of Tech is finally on her way to Balmoral Castle. This is not a metaphor. She is literally in a carriage on her way to Balmoral. This is everything she's prepared for her entire life. The butterflies are spinning around her thin little waist. Nice figure, that one. Always preparing to look her best, especially her hair, which will become her trademark. Mary is 24 years old, considered by many to be washed up, an old maid. In fact, rumor was if she wasn't married and pregnant by 25, they were thinking about putting her down behind the old barn. Princess May of Tech didn't care about such nonsense. She always believed age and gender don't define a person. Dignity and honor do. The dignity to understand what is expected of you and the honor to do the best you can. Those close to her call her May so as not to confuse her with her mother, Princess Mary of Adelaide. And nobody would ever confuse her with her mother, who was better known as Fat Mary. I know it's not as politically correct today, but that was her nickname, and the public adored her anyway. She looked a little like Alfred Hitchcock with olive oil's hair. If you knew who Alfred Hitchcock and Olive Oil were, you'd probably get a good chuckle out of that. May is the firstborn and most determined of her entire family, including her parents. Her early life was filled with love and education, but it was ultimately marked by embarrassment and judgment. Her father, Francis, was an Austrian-born nobleman with no dowry or inheritance. Zilch. Nada. Bulbkiss. Wait, that's, that's not true. He had a large spending problem, but... He and Fat Mary were truly in love. They seemed to be that fun couple at the pub, always buying rounds of drinks, but have no money when the bill comes. Fat Mary, much like her daughter, didn't get married until much later in her life. She was 30, when most of her friends were becoming grandparents. Mary was never in a hurry to get married either, as plenty of chaps enjoyed a heftier girl back in those days. She had several suitors, which I can only assume it was rumored that Napoleon III was looking to conquer old Mary but she wouldn't leave Britain. She started to refer to herself as a jolly old maid until her cousin and notorious matchmaker, Queen Victoria, found her Francis of Tech. Spoiler alert, Queen Victoria's matchmaking might come back a little later over the course of the podcast. Frankie was a minor member of the royal family of Wurtenburg and the most handsome man at the Austrian court. So at least he had that going for him, which is nice, but for all his delicious looks, he was a shave away from losing everything he owned. You could say Fat Mary wasn't exactly playing hard to get. They met in March and married in June. Fat Mary and Francis had four children, one girl and three boys. May would say about her parents, Everyone seemed to think it would do. And it did. 
Mary had a pension for luxury and the finer things in life, and she imparted that onto May. Education, food, history, geometry, science, food, art, jewelry, wine, food, and most importantly, the line of the throne. Even though they had an annual salary and free housing, they were always broke. But they did seem happy. The biggest problem was they couldn't afford any of the luxurious things she loved so much but bought anyway. May was the oldest and essentially the primary caretaker for her younger brothers, mostly because her parents were always ducking and dodging their debts like bullfighters. You can almost hear the conversation. What's wrong, Schnurrbart? Vin Budel, I went over the books, spoken with the royal accountants, consulted with the sorcerer in the dungeon, and it seems like we have already spent our royal inheritance money for the year. And it's barely March. I know. Do you think we could ask your mom for another loan? Mama says it's not called a loan if you don't intend on paying it back. We always intend on paying it back. Well, Fundgitchen. I think we have to have another conversation with the Brute and tell him we have to leave England again. Listen, Mr. Flog, I think I have an idea. The kids are getting older. May's 15 now and she can stop taking care of the other ones. Let's just do it. Let's split in the Britain. We got some friends and family in Florence. They have some of the best luxury hotels and restaurants in the world. And I think they take credit. But what if things get too hot there? Easy. We travel under our Austrian titles, Count and Countess von Hattenstein. We can use that to get around Bavaria and Austria. Things get too hot out there, we head back to London where all will be forgiven. You know how much my cousin Victoria and I get on. But she wouldn't give me the title of Royal Highness. Oh, stop your whining and come over here and give me that stiff upper lip. But I want to be a Royal Highness. Look, mein Lieb, let's pack up and get out of here. That repo carriage may get here later today and there's some stuff I want to keep. I'll tell the kids, you pack the caravan. <laughs> 